0: Everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST Podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your shit together. Hello everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together.
1: Has it been a while since you've done that? It has. Let's be real with the yeah. audience. Let's just be real. Yeah, go ahead. We have not recorded in... Two months almost now. Luckily, we had um, a good amount of material stockpiled for y'all. But, um, you know, we took a sabbatical, one would say, from this. How's it been, fellas? Busy. Glenn. Glenn. That fucking podcast not
2: taught you anything? (laughs) You son of a bitch. Whoa. I made it busy. So that's that's on me. Yeah. So. You mother trucker. Um, I
1: was telling you guys beforehand it, it I almost got used to not recording a podcast right and it yeah. was dangerous so I was like excited to get back in here
0: like it was a it was a nice break because I mean especially for for you and I Kyle like yeah this is the first break real break ever
1: man yeah um, yeah we I mean we we've had like a week off here and there but uh, we've been going strong for several years now
0: I think it gave us enough time to reflect on it and and you know, we, we all came back and we we're like, Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like I wanna continue.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm I'm excited for it. And I you know it's funny is I'm just now realizing this as we're talking about this. Today's topic I think goes hand in hand with what I said about
0: almost becoming accustomed to not recording the podcast. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to throw the mic to Kyle real quick, and Kyle, I feel like we should dedicate this show to someone, and I'm going to let you do the honors.
1: Cobe. Cool. man, you better quit playing. You can't. You should let me in with that shit so I can just go cry in the corner somewhere. Now I
0: need to get the clean
1: ass. As we begin this podcast, my goodness gracious, y'all. Let me take a deep breath. Then, um, you know, ooh, god damn it, Rohit. Give me a second. <laughs> um, Kobe being Bryant. Um, very, very influential individual, uh, as, as we've all seen in the wake of his uh, untimely and very sad death of himself, his daughter, and um, a few family friends. Um, as you guys know at this table, and probably a lot of the listeners, I am a huge Lakers fan my entire life. Um, just to give you a little bit of backstory, my moms and the family they were army brats and bounce around between um socal in the la area and back home where my grandma's from in kalihi valley in uh, hawaii on oahu so they are huge lakers and la rams fans which i am to this day so I, i've been a lakers fan since before i can remember and um remember in the third grade five dollars was a lot of money and there was a book fair and there was a poster of the Lakers that had six Lakers on it. And it was AC Green, Saddell Threat, Magic Johnson, and James Worthy, and um I forgot who else was on it. Um but that was like that was like a like a big moment in me, like as a Lakers fan as a kid, right? And in, in the third grade, some tons and tons of years ago. To to today. And when Kobe passed away, I realized how much of an impact he had on my life and how I treated him as this um, this unbreakable individual this larger-than-life figure essentially a hero and an idol of mine in in basketball and I was telling Glennon Rohit earlier that I've I've been on this earth for just shy of 38 years and I idolized Kobe for for 20 of those years right so I can't really put into words the impact that this had on me and how much how surprised I was by the event and also by how much it affected me and um, I mean Emily Emily was was shook up by it too I you know we watched several interviews and um, every time I watched something man it was just so heart heart touching and and emotional and it's still hard to talk about it right now Um, so yeah but and as I was mentioned to y'all earlier as well um, I think one of the biggest things I've got from this is um, one of the pair of Kobe shoes I have the Kobe 4s they are um, considered the Kobe 4 carpe diems they're Lakers colors And they say carpe diem across the tongue. And I think that that's really something that we should live by, right? It's to seize the moment. So I think that's very important. And then secondly, um, something I heard him say on an interview while he was coaching his girls team was that we have to show them what excellence looks like. And he referred to it in a sense of practice and basketball skills in, in moves, whether that be a pass or a jump shot or a free throw. But really, that can apply to anything in life. And if you look at Kobe's work ethic, um, regardless of what you think about him as a man, his, his work ethic was second to none. And if you can apply that statement to everything in your life, whether it's doing the dishes, mowing the lawn, vacuuming, if you've got little ones, friends, family members, sisters, brothers, children, mothers, fathers, everything that you do in your life, if you take that mentality that you need to show people what excellence looks like because somebody's watching and somebody's going to be inspired by your actions, it, you will not underestimate the impact that you can have on people. Um, this, is, this has affected me far more than I ever could have imagined.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this episode, man, goes out. Someone who's probably listening right now. Yeah. Kyle's hero, Kobe B.
2: Appreciate it, y'all. All right, shall we hop in
0: on it? Yeah. No, and I think you and I are going to have to take up most of the mic time right now while yeah, give me he co- a Clucks himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this episode came about when I was reading uh, one of the most popular personal development books out there, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I came across a quote in it that just really spoke to me and... Glenn, like, I, I think it's so applicable to so many things in life. And I'd like to read that quote now and kind of get your thoughts on it. So Please here it is. Do. Ladies and gentlemen, just give me a second. It's uh, three different sentences. So here it goes. <clears throat> when people first come into contact with crime, they abhor it. If they remain in contact with crime for a time, they become accustomed to it and endure it. If they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally embrace it and become influenced by it. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. So Glenn, when you heard that, like, I know what I thought of. I want to know what, what are some of the thoughts that you started thinking about when you came across that?
2: want I think about the areas I grew up, you know, a lot of areas where I grew up, um, crime was the norm, right? So Southern California and Compton. Um, there was crime everywhere you looked. You had gangs on every corner. There were drive-by shootings, if not nightly, at least two, three times a week. Um, it wasn't uncommon to see ambulances out there taking away a dead body of some kid out there. Um and and you see the effect of the crime on the neighborhood and on the community you kind of see how that statement is very true people are so accustomed to it that they've accepted it for us you know when i was growing up it was normal to sit on the floor instead of on the furniture we had because you know we we had to avoid bullets that could possibly go through a window yeah it was it was normal to not play out in the front yard because you never knew if a gang was going to see the wrong color on your shirt and come over and mess with you. So that's what this quote
0: meant to you is just thinking back to, to the actual crime. And I mean, I'm sure you probably saw people because all of you guys were in the same situation. Oh yeah, everyone was in the in the neighborhood. And some people go one way, other people go another way. What do you think is that thing. Because like it talks about, you know, at first when you see something like this, you're like, you're disgusted by it. But Then you see it long enough and you're like, okay, well, I guess this is just normal life. And then three it, are the people who embrace it. Embrace the crime because that's, that's all they know. That if, if all my friends are doing that, then I'm going to mm-hmm. go down that path. So you probably saw a lot of people going either way. I
2: think in that area, it's also a little bit more complex because you have whole generations that have been there forever, and they've grown up with it. Not just just seeing it for the first time, but their first experience was with that. And their parents had told them, you know, this is normal stuff. So they grew up thinking it was normal already. And it just made it that much easier for them to go down that path. So you got you got those people that are shocked by it, right? I mean, we're all shocked by a crime when we see it on TV. But you know, if you grow up in that area and you grow up in that kind of a, a, a crime-riddled um, existence, it's just something you're you're used to from the day you're born, because everyone's telling you it's normal. From the news you see, your neighbors. Your family, you're just raised to understand that that's normal, mm-hmm. so you don't know anything else. What about you, K. What this quote means to me? Yeah, hmm. and Man. welcome back. Thank you,
1: appreciate you. <laughs> um, I I think I plucked a few things from this right, and I and I think the broad strokes in this paragraph, I guess we'll call it short paragraph, um can be applied to so many things. I think one this speaks to our ability to adapt and embrace change. Now specifically in this quote in these sentences this change is extremely negative. I was looking at the same thing you were looking at. <laughs>
0: that spike?
1: Yeah, I was like, "What?" So in this particular quote what it's what it's referring to is essentially a downward spiral, right? but really i think the underlying theme is that the ability of an individual to normalize something is also the ability to adapt and embrace a change mm-hmm. and, and not only embrace it but be influenced by it so in this light it's cast a negative shadow in how it happens passively almost but if you recognize that it can happen passively imagine what you can do proactively Ooh. Right. So if you think about, if you think about the fact that, Glenn, you talk about actual physical violence—the mm-hmm. first time you see somebody being shot, or the first time you pull a gun on somebody, or or shoot somebody, or shoot at somebody—you're probably shook up, right? Your nerves are bad. Your hands are shaking. It's the first time you get in a fight, right? It happens a couple more times. It happens one more time, two more times, three more times. No longer your nerves are bad. Your hands aren't shaking you're not nervous you're excited you're amped up right this becomes a part of your fabric this is you so not only are you okay with it and you're accustomed to seeing it now but you've embraced it and it's what you seek out you seek out violence you proactively want to as glenn said mess with somebody that's wearing the wrong colors right mm-hmm. you're no longer in defense you're on offense So if you can take a look at that and pluck from this this short paragraph, how much someone has changed in this uh, regression, we'll say in this direction, imagine what you can do if you think about it in a progression perspective and how much you still have the ability to change the opposite direction. That's what I pull from this, that we have an innate ability to embrace change and adapt to any scenario. Uh, Another one of the things I wrote to this is something that that I've adapted to, right? And this is, again, with um, having a relationship with my mom as a drug addict, right? Is what became normalized in part of my fabric is to not, for a while, to not purchase my mom gifts of monetary value fear that they would be sold or stolen or traded. Once I realized, you know what, it's not my decision and it doesn't matter to me anymore, right? So what became normal to me was shopping for things like um, clothing item, right? Never jewelry, like slippers or you know, whatever, whatever it was, or a jacket or some clothing item or something like that. Mm. Things that would not hold monetary value to other people. That became my normal. That's obscure to everyone else, right? You don't have to consider those things. Most people don't. If you want to buy your mom jewelry or a gift card or even cash or something like that, right? Those are things that I, I considered taboo, if you will, but it was my normal. I embraced it. That's fucking obscure to most people. That is so foreign. Most people can't consider that. That was my normal. So the way this shows up in my life specifically, that's like the the biggest example I can think of. But the spin is this... This is a, is a real-life depiction of, of how much as humans we can change and adapt. And as much as you can regress, you can
0: progress. That's amazing because what you, what I didn't really think about is the last, the last phrase, if they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally embrace it and become influenced by it. hmm All that is, is just defining what's normal to you.
1: Well, yeah. And what it can be anything. In a sentence, it's crime,
0: right? Because, so the first sentence means there's something new and you hate it. Mm -hmm. The second is you get used to it. And the third is you embrace it. Mm -hmm. But what you could do is, like you said, work backwards. If there's a behavior that you don't like, work backwards and learn to hate the behavior. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if if I'm in a crime environment and I'm just so used to it, desensitized to it, I need to remember the only way I'm going to break out of this instead of being influenced by it is if I go back to number one and I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the people that break away from it and and the people who don't hate it and just get used to it. And it's just all... Oh, How do you recognize life. it? And recognize what? How do you recognize it?
1: Recognize what? Exactly what you just said. So you need to go back to the thing that you've become accustomed to mm-hmm. and learn to hate it. Yeah. How do you recognize that it's something you've become accustomed to? Because it's
0: your normal. It is your normal. Well, I think you have to take a look at the same thing as, um, you know, we we talk about you, Kareem. We talked about how you were getting used to not recording. Oh, not yeah. Not coming oh, so into the studio yeah, and yeah. recording. That was starting to become your normal. Mm-hmm until you like were aware of it and you're like, No, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. I can't let this be my normal. And I think that's what this is all about is is defining your normal. When when I started when I talked to people about personal development and I talked to them about, you know, they say, what can I do? I was like, okay, you gotta start reading books. And they're like, oh I don't like reading. Okay, you gotta start listening to podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts. I listen to the radio. Well right away You're going to have the same results in life that you've always had. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I hated it when I first started it. I hated reading personal development stuff because it's hard. It's boring. They're hard reads. It's boring. It's hard. You can spend 30 minutes on a single page. Because you got to go over the same thing multiple times to really... Yeah. It's (laughs) not becoming relaxing. Yeah. You know, if, if I bust out Lord of the Rings, now, son, I'm using my imagination. I'm lost in this world. And that's, you know, relaxing and what I'm embracing. But in personal development, it's not like that. And I hated it.
2: Mm -hmm. You're working on yourself. So it is, it's it's a career (coughs) move, a positive career move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of effort to get there. And in the beginning, I hated it. Phrase one. Then I got used to it.
0: Phrase two. Now I fully embrace it. But I think what people want to do is they want to skip the first part and just go to, okay, how do I get used to it? How do do I embrace it?
1: Or only do things that they enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest part there is that it needs to align with your goals, right? You you had a goal in mind and you knew what the roadmap was to accomplish this goal. So you said, hey, you know what? I recognize it to get here. Yes. To get to my star, my desired reality, Mm. right? these are the hurdles that I have to go through. Some hurdles are taller than others and some hurdles are closer together than others. But I got to fucking figure out how to jump over every one of these motherfuckers to get to where I need to go. And that was boring ass books for a while. Yeah. Um, Until you began to like them. Until you figured out a way to digest the material that worked for you.
0: Right. And I mean, if you want to talk about somebody who's living this right now, look no more than the man in green.
2: get it man in green the man (laughs) who's that glenn because glenn our audience can't see my sweatshirt i think sexy thank you it is
0: i think you took a look at your current circumstances when it came to finance Mm -hmm. and you're like i've got to change i can guarantee the things that you're doing right now
2: you hate them oh you better believe it i'm tired all the time i'm frustrated i'm stressed out at times yeah, you didn't sound happy when you told us about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the end goal going, you know what? I'm putting up with some shit right now. Hmm. But the end goal is so sweet and so worth it.
0: And it's not as painful as it was when you first started, so you're getting no, used not to at
2: it. It's exactly this. Yeah, see, I'm becoming accustomed to it.
1: It's becoming your normal. It's becoming my normal. And in no time, we're going to be having these same discussions, and you're going to have a smile on your face when you tell us. Yeah, man, <laughs> I delivered this food. All right.
2: And I, I put captions on 100 videos this weekend. Yeah. Now I've got four jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for a fifth. <laughs> you lazy, man. I know.
0: The racist comments that were just expressed are not the views Whoa. of the GYSD podcast.
1: That, that was a nod to an old skit on In Living Color in back in, in color, the day. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, buddy.
1: It's not original material. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I... This is, a, I think, a huge... Uh, I'm going to continue calling it a small paragraph. I think that's what it is. I, I the think one by huge. Napoleon Hill? Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, it can be applied to so many things, right? And I think... Recognizing that, I think this a lot of times to be able to to recognize this and to realize the ability of us to adapt and embrace these, these types of changes is to align it with our goals, right mm-hmm. Remind yourself of your goals, write your goals down, talk about your goals, look at your roadmap to your goals, and then look at your behavior. What are you doing every day right mm-hmm. um, in IT sales, right? One of the one of the biggest shifts right now in inter-office communication is a Microsoft application called Teams, right? Um, we're familiar with what Teams can do. Do you guys use it at all or no? No. Okay.
0: We have our own
1: competitive competing product. Get rid of it. I'm just kidding. I um, like that. What? So from that perspective, I think it's all about behaviors, right? And and this is relevant. So bear with me. I apologize for this corporate work talk um what most people think this application replaces is a traditional messaging application what do you like out of a messaging application you like it to be small you like to be able to multitask so it does not take up very much space on your screen because it's not your primary uh activity it's an afterthought but it's a way for you to communicate quickly with somebody and share thoughts or ideas or applications or documents or files. Quickly and small. Teams is not that. It's physically very, very large. It takes up the lion's share of your screen. But it also has calendar. It also has well, essentially SharePoint, which is file shares and collaboration tool. So- And a whiteboard. And, and a whiteboard, right? Um, you make calls and conference calls from it, right? So all these things that this tool can do if you were to just minimize this tool as a messaging tool and you don't recognize that all the components this piece has these are great bells and whistles but if you don't have some serious behavior shifts you're not going to utilize them or leverage them so you have to take a look at how you do xyz today and how you can shift that behavior and embrace that change so at first you might hate doing this one thing in this new application but once you realize that everything can be done from this application now no longer is this application an afterthought it's your primary application it's your primary activity and it's taking up one of your monitors right so that's going from hating it to becoming normal to embracing it being influenced by it and being an evangelist of this technology this application um so yeah, I mean, you can apply it to anything. I Clearly, I just applied it to a fucking messaging <laughs> application.
0: So um, why do we struggle so much with the first part? Is it because it's new and outside of our comfort zone? We have to learn something? What
1: do you mean by struggling so much with the first part?
0: So the first part, when people first come into contact with crime or, you know, with X, mm-hmm. they abhor it. So why do you, like...
1: The newness? Yeah. Or you're saying when you first come into contact with something.
0: And I think it's because... We're so used to being on autopilot that anytime something new is introduced to us that takes us off autopilot, mm-hmm. now of suddenly we have to think and we don't like that. Mm. And that's why we hate it. But it's not until you get used to it because, again, all this is talking about is how to introduce something into your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, we treat, we treat it, whatever it is, we treat it as a disruption.
0: Yeah. I think. And then we embrace it, which means it's in our comfort zone now. Mm-hmm. Crime is in our comfort zone. We're used to it. We yeah. see it all the time. Same thing with you know the personal development. Okay, that's just who I am now. That's what I do. Glenn has three jobs. It's inside my comfort zone. Yeah. But if you went up to him day one, all right, Glenn, can you do three jobs? I can barely do one. You're yeah. talking about three? You're and crazy. now he can do three, no problem. He's, He's looking he might at get a, fourth. a fourth and
2: fifth. Fuck you all. <laughs> 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 right now I'm at that stage where I'm just getting used to it. Yeah. Don't try and throw another monkey wrench in there. No, okay, we'll wait we'll wait till you get to <laughs> Let stage me get used three. to it. Let, let me get to stage three before you start telling me to get back to stage one, okay? <laughs> We're gonna wait till you get to stage three and you
1: become truly influenced by it and you attempt to influence us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're gonna have Rohit and I driving
2: in no time. Rohit's already doing several jobs. True story.
0: Businesses. Yeah. businesses.
2: There you go. Excuse me, yes. Forgive me for that slip of the vernacular <laughs> businesses um, so yeah I I think it's good I think it'll it if
1: you take this approach and align it with whatever your goals or desires or dreams are I, I think it's gonna be critical it's a reminder of how much we can endure I think mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay. Kyle, thank you for sharing this quote today, Rohit. Right? Yeah. And and I think now you also understand, like, when I told you guys that I'm reading Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. which is one of the most, I, th- I think it was a conversation you you and I had. And you were like, well, if it's such a influential, powerful book, oh yeah, why are you just reading it now instead of, like, you know, one of the first? And I told you I wasn't ready for it at the time. Yeah. Now you know why. we were talking about it with the uh, program. Every yeah. day, Life yep. Reset, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you know why. Look at that. Yeah. How
1: deep is that? It's huge. Because I think we all came to realizations today having this discussion about this quote, right? I mean, um, yeah.
2: Going back to that sitting on that nail, right? Sitting on the pins. Mm-hmm. It hurts at first, but then you just get used to it. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. And then you begin to realize that you can't live without it. Mm-hmm. And before
0: you know it, you're still working at an IT reseller. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wouldn't that be all three of us
1: oh, oh sort of
0: business communi- cloud communications they also white label which is reselling they do white label
1: <laughs> but they have their own product too
0: no it is our own product other people white label us you also white label Microsoft <clears throat> you white no. label 035 absolutely we sell it but we don't
1: white label it you package it and it's not called a 65.
0: It is. Really? Yeah.
1: So, what are the. We'll, that's offline. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to.
1: Yeah, I'll take it away. We, we had to myself.
2: get fiscally responsible here and get back to the topic at hand for our <laughs> Oh, man. My goodness. I have no idea what that is. I don't either,
1: but I like it. So, so ladies and gentlemen, problem. boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of GYSD Podcast, the Get Your Shit Together podcast. Uh, We appreciate you welcoming us back and embracing us with open arms, as there's been quite some times this recorded for y'all. So we apologize if we are rusty, but we will only improve for y'all because we believe that every day there is growth to be had and every day there's a lesson to be learned. So as you tuned in this week, we hope that you're able to take something from what we discussed today, whether it's Literal crime or a crime that you are being robbed of productivity, no matter what it is. Take a look at this quote. I'm going to say it one more time. When people first come into contact with crime, they abhor it. If they remain in contact with crime for a time, they become accustomed to it and they endure it. If they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally begin to embrace it. And not only embrace it, they become influenced by it. Listen to that. Think about that. See how it can apply to your life and recognize how much you have the ability to change and adapt to the environment around you. Once again, thank you for tuning in and we hope to hear you back next week. Tune into the GYST podcast.
2: Appreciate it, y'all. Later, we see you oh.
0: <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast we hope you learned how to get your together